His first feeling was a keen artistic delight on a colossal pedestal, the cliff motionless at the extreme edge of the capping rock and sharply outlined against the sky, was an equestrian statue of impressive dignity. The figure of the man sat the figure of the horse, straight and soldierly, but with the repose of a Grecian god carved in the marble which limits the suggestion of activity. The gray costume harmonized with its aerial background, the metal of accoutrement and caparison was soft and subdued by the shadow. The animal's skin had no points of highlight. A carbine, strikingly foreshortened, lay across the pommel of the saddle, kept in place by the right hand, grasping it at the grip, the left hand. Holding the bridle rein was invisible. In silhouette against the sky, the profile of the horse was cut with the sharpness of cameo. It looked across the heights of air to the confronting cliffs beyond. The face of the rider, turned slightly away, showed only an outline of temple and beard. He was looking downward to the bottom of the valley, magnified by its lift against the sky and by the soldier's testifying sense of formidableness of a near enemy, the group appeared of heroic, almost colossal size. For an instant, Druze had a strange, half-defined feeling that he had slept to the end of the war and was looking upon a noble work of art reared upon that eminence to commemorate the deeds of an heroic past of which he had been an inglorious part. The feeling was dispelled by a slight movement of the group. The horse, without moving its feet, had drawn its body slightly backward from the verge. The man remained immobile as before, broad, awake, and keenly alive to the significance of the situation. Drews now brought the butt of his rifle against his cheek, by cautiously the barrel forward through the bushes, cocked the piece, and glancing through the sights, covered a vital spot of the horseman's breast. A touch upon the trigger, and all would have been well with Carter Drews. At that instant, the horseman turned his head, and looked in the direction of his concealed foeman, seemed to look into his very face, into his eyes, into his brave, compassionate heart. Is it then so terrible to kill an enemy in war? An enemy who has surprised a secret vital to the safety of one's self and comrades? An enemy more formidable for his knowledge than all his army for its numbers? Carter Drews grew pale. He shook in every limb, turned faint, and saw the statuesque group before him as black figures rising, falling, moving unsteadily in arcs of circles in a fiery sky. His hand fell away from his weapon. His head slowly dropped until his face rested on the leaves in which he lay. The courageous gentleman and hardy soldier 
was near swooning from intensity of emotion. It was not for long. In another moment his face was raised from earth, his hands resumed their places on the rifle. His forefinger sought the trigger. Mind, heart, and eyes were clear, conscience and reason sound. He could not hope to capture that enemy. To alarm him would but send him dashing to his camp with fatal news. The duty of the soldier was plain. The man must be shot dead from ambush without warning. Without a moment's spiritual preparation, with never so much as an unspoken prayer, he must be sent to his account. But no, there is hope. He may have discovered nothing. Perhaps he is but admiring the sublimity of the landscape. If permitted, he may turn and ride carelessly away in the direction whence he came. Surely it will be possible to judge at the instant of his withdrawing whether he knows. It may well be that his fixity of attention Drews turned his head and looked through the deeps of air downward, as from the surface to the bottom of a translucent sea he saw creeping across the green meadow a sinuous line of figures of men and horses. Some foolish commander was permitting the soldiers of his escort to water their breasts in the open, in plain view from a dozen summits. Drews withdrew his eyes from the valley and fixed them again upon the group of men and horse in the sky, and again it was through the sights of his rifle. But this time his aim was at the horse. His memory, as if they were divine mandate, rang the words of his father at their parting. Whatever may occur, do what you conceive to be your duty. He was calm now. His teeth were firmly but not rigidly closed. His nerves were tranquil as a sleeping babe's. Not a tremor affected any muscle of his body. His breathing, until suspended in the act of taking aim, was regular and slow. Duty had conquered. The spirit had said to the body, Peace be still. He fired. 3. An officer of the Federal Force, who, in a spirit of adventure or in conquest of knowledge, had left the hidden bivouac in the valley with aimless feet had made his way to the lower edge of a small open space near the foot of the cliff, was considering what he had to gain by pushing his exploration further. At a distance of a quarter mile before him, but apparently at a stone's throw, rose from its fringe of pines the gigantic face of rock, towering to so great a height above him that it made him giddy to look up to where its edge cut a sharp, rugged line against the sky. It presented a clean, vertical profile against a background of blue sky to a point half the way down, and of distant hills. Hardly less blue, hence to the tops of the trees at its base, lifting his eyes to the dizzy altitude of its summit, the officer saw an astonishing sight, a man on horseback, riding down into the valley through the air. Straight upright sat the soldier, in military fashion, with a firm seat in the saddle, 
a strong clutch upon the rein to hold his charger from too impetus a plunge. From his bare head his long hair streamed upward, waving like a plume. His hands were concealed in the cloud of the horse's lifted mane. The animal's body was as level as if every hoof-stroke encountered the resistant earth. Its motions were those of a wild gallop, but even as the officer looked, they can see they seed, with all legs thrown sharply towards as in the act of alighting from a leap. But this was a fight. 